Hey guys, you're listening to Moms Running on Faith. Here we talk about real stuff. We got lots of laughs. Um, just talk about parenting and being um, a believer and walking with God in this world right now. Um, so tag along. We have some fun. Enjoy it. Listen, oh, we are back. We are on YouTube. We have a new name. We got a new branding. We're going to have new music. This is going to be L-I-T. What's up, y'all? I'm back. If you're hopping on YouTube, hey. If you're just tuning in on the podcast, it's good to be back, you know? It's like a breath of fresh air. So... Lots of things have happened, but not really. Same old. New branding. We're going to hop off of the single mom running on faith. We're still going to have the running on faith, but we're going to go to moms running on faith. Okay? Am I talking loud enough? I feel like I can't hear myself. Um, You know... I stepped away from my Instagram being single mom running on faith, I think last fall, just kind of separating myself from that title, even though that is my reality, right? But a couple people close to me have just been like, you know, you might cling to that too hard. And definitely being a single mom comes with its negative connotations and perceptions, right? So it's just another layer. And it's also just gotten to the point where I feel like just moms can listen and tune in on this, especially with, you know, the past couple that I've done. Um, so, yeah, we got new title. Uh, my Instagram is still Kendra Lynn Walters. Nothing's going to change there. Just the name of the podcast is going to change. So moms running on faith was my little this morning. Um, so just the same old purpose for this podcast is being a new parent, new mom, new single mom, whatever, but also just still being kind of a a baby believer. You know, I was baptized two years ago at this time. So um, started going to church actually and following the Bible like two and a half years ago. So sharing sharing my walk, sharing just my life in spite that it helps some of you. And I've gotten some messages that it does and I'm humbled and I'm just happy to keep going with this. Hopefully with new tube, new tube. (sighs) Maybe I should edit that out. YouTube. Um, we'll hook some more people in. Um, so welcome. I'm happy to be here. I have all my notes. You probably can't see. You can see. Ooh, you can see April if you're watching on YouTube. Um, ooh, got my Bible, my Devo, my laptop, my notebook. You gotta check out YouTube. I'm telling you, it's gonna be more fun. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on the type of person you are. Not everybody is for YouTube, which is fine. So. 
I wanted to be real. I wanted to be transparent. I want to hop on here. And um, the title of this podcast, well, it was Single Mom Running on Fear. But now I have to feel like mom running on fear. Mom's running on fear. Because to be honest with you, I feel like I've just been off my game like the past year. Just like, you know, I've been doing it but my heart hasn't been in it and not for the right reason, the right place, my motives, gone. Okay. So recently, a couple weeks ago, I just feel like I'm literally more focused on God than ever. But in order to share how I got there, I got to be pretty transparent and pretty vulnerable. So, um, I read the story of Hannah a couple weeks ago couple weeks ago in my devotional one morning and I was just like like something happened when I read this and it just made sense to me so we're going to talk a lot about fear we're going to talk a lot about waiting we're going to talk a lot about timing so we've touched on kind of like all these things but I feel like bringing it together and it's like this will be a good like regroup for someone you know they need to get their stuff together especially if they're waiting for something or they have fear of the future for something so um story of hannah but thinking about fear before we get there thinking of like what does fear look like to you um can look different obviously for a lot of people and a lot of different seasons right um but fear is something that keeps you stuck like fear something that keeps you, you know, not doing something that you're called to do for God or yeah. Fear can be a lot of things. Um, fear leads to looking to other things than God. Um, money, spouse, relationship, even your kids, your job, Netflix, music, anything can be an idol. Honestly, if it takes away your time from God, that thing is a idol. Okay. Um, so when you look to the future, does it make you nervous or does it make you excited? That will tell you if you have some sort of fear in some area of your life, which I definitely did this summer. I can't tell you that. Um, you can't have fear and faith at the same time. You can't have anxiety and peace at the same time. You can't still worry about things and be praising God at the same time. Um, So we're going to take a look at 1 Samuel 6 to 7. Got my NIV Bible ready and popping to go. Um... Can you feel like when worry just starts to come over you and you feel kind of like tormented? Like, I feel like it can start with one thing and then it ravels into other things. And then all of a sudden you literally just have no faith and trust in nothing. You're just like, oh my gosh, my life is about to explode. Even though literally nothing has happened because you're just focusing on the wrong things and the wrong perspective. Um... Birth of Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 1, 6 through 7. 
because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year, whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord. Her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. You good, April? April's getting stirred up by the word of God. Mm. Okay. So, I love how much that Hannah did not give in to this taunting of, I wouldn't say friend, I would say peer that had a bunch of kids and Hannah has a barren womb and Hannah goes up every year to this sanctuary annually and the same woman is always there. It says provoking her in order to irritate her. Girl, I would not keep my cool. That would just not happen. This went on year after year, the Bible says. Whenever she went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and she would not eat. See, I'm already getting into it. Um, would not eat. So upset that she wouldn't eat. There were only so many times in my life where like, I was so upset and so depressed that I wouldn't eat. I think not being pregnant was one of them because I ate all that. Like definitely when my dad passed, I was just like, that was just one of those times like you were like you were not eating. Like she's grieving. Like she's mourning the fact this chick is in front of her, like talking about her kids and she can't have kids. So Hannah, I think definitely inside, definitely a little confused, definitely hurt by God. Why, you know, he hadn't blessed her with a son yet or a baby, um, but never said that she taunted back. Um, she just kept her cool. She was noble. And it says year after year, like, I would not keep my cool. Are you kidding me? If this chick was in my face. Okay. We don't need the hood to come out. Um, yeah. I love that for her. So how do you feel when someone has something you've been praying for? Ooh. How do you feel when someone has something you've been praying for? Or maybe you and a friend are hoping for the same thing and she gets it and you don't. Mm -mm -mm. How do you feel? Like, I mean, obviously comparing ourselves in this era <clears throat> is so real with social media and everything. Um, and I get into that in a little bit, but chew on that while I keep going. You're going to run on fear, which is going to lead you to be angry with God and super confused. Like if you are just like, she got this, I didn't, what am I doing wrong? What do I have to do completely? That's going to, that's going to make you mad inside. And also very, very confused, especially if you like answers like me, because I am type A. Or you can run on trust, which will lead you to be expectant and even pushing you to be closer to God than ever. If you can say, you know, okay, look at my friend. She's getting blessed. God is going to bless me next kind of thing. And this is where my notes just 
just get all, all over the place. A lot of the times fear is that most of the time we're scared that something could happen, like quote unquote could. Like we're never scared of something that's like happened because I feel like, well, we might be scared it's going to happen again, but we've already dealt with it. Like for me, most of my fears come from things that could happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like they haven't happened. I could say like one thing for money, like I'll be scared like if my finance is hurting that I could be out on the street. Obviously, I've never been out on the street. God, God is my witness. But like with my dog, my dog has gotten super sick, had surgery, almost died. Like, I guess, yeah, I do have fear that that could happen again. But like, you get, you get my point. Maybe not. So fear is most of the time controlled by waiting. Like fear, because you're waiting for that thing that could happen. I'm going to take this thing out. Um, you're waiting for that thing that could happen. You're waiting. Waiting. This is where the waiting comes in. We don't like to wait, humans. We really don't. This is when I think of Sarah waiting on God's promise that she's going to bear a son. And years and years and years go by. Well, actually, I don't know how many years. But she decides to take things into her own hands and have her husband sleep with their servant, maid, chick. And it just goes downhill from there. That's how I felt like I was like living the past year. Like I was just like putting everything on me. Like, and that is like going to make you wake up with fear till you wake up, till you go to sleep. If you are putting everything on yourself. <sighs> Not good. All right. We're going to keep going. Oh, I already read that. Good for me. Oh, no. Okay. So verse 20. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. So, doesn't say tomorrow, doesn't say in the morning, next week, next month. So, in the course of time, this is my NIV too. I probably should have looked up other translations. I bet they would have been fire. Okay. Over the course of time, so even people way back then, and they had to wait a little way longer than us if you if like you think like me. They did not like to wait. Okay. So this is where this devotional about Hannah hit me. And this is how I came to read the story and kind of am here right now in front of you if you're watching YouTube. Yeah, April. April's taking it out. Okay. Um when you're waiting. And I've probably talked about this. When you're waiting, people will say the, oh, he's protecting you. He's preparing you. You're not ready for what it is, what you want. And to an extent, I get that. I used to live off that message like, amen, he's protecting me. Like, he's got me. Like, he's not giving me this because I'm not ready. Like, I need to get there. I believe that to an extent. But what hit me about this story is timing. 
I mean, I've always believed in like God's timing, like, you know, but no, this made more sense for me waiting. It would help if I could read my handwriting. So I'm going to read the devotional that inspired me for this little talk right now. Um, this is Lysa Turkhurst embraced. Oh, just hit myself in the head. Um, bought this at Target couple, couple, uh, I want to say post-COVID days. It's called Embraced. Um, so it says, Samuel was born in God's perfect timing, and the timing of his birth was imperative because Samuel was destined to play an integral role in the transition in the transition from the time of the judges to the eventual establishment of kingship for the Israelites. God hadn't made Hannah wait to punish her. He hadn't been callous or indifferent to her cries, and he's not ignoring those of us waiting either. God loves us too much to answer our prayers at any other time than the right time. You've heard that last part before. I thought the waiting part was so good because the preparing part is frustrating because then it makes you question, okay, what is, how is he trying to prepare me? Like, what do I need to do? Am I not being obedient? Whereas just God's timing, like, don't get me wrong. There are so many questions involving God's timing, but that's just like an answer that I can swallow. Does that make sense? It also says in the Bible, Well, in my study Bible, Samuel grew up to become the last judge, an outstanding and gifted prophet, and the one who would anoint the first two kings of Israel. Samuel was the pivotal spiritual leader who turned the nation toward Yahweh. His mother Hannah played her part in the spiritual awakening as she trusted God, leaving for all posterity an example of determined devotion in her motherhood. Right. Did I miss the part that she named her son Samuel? I probably should have said that. You knew that? Right. I hope you did. Okay. Verse 27, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. Hold on. I feel like I missed something. Oh. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. This is verse 20 again. She named him Samuel saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Um... Oh, must have been in my devotional that I read. I'm going to have to edit this video. It said the meaning of Samuel's name somewhere. Anyways. Oh, heard by God. I did highlight it. Her prayer exhibits selflessness as she pled for a son whom she might present to God for service to him. So this is a huge part of the story. I really skipped all around. Um, so one day after she went to the house of the Lord and that chick was there, she kind of was just like so somber, like so upset and was praying to God for a son. And she said that she would give the son to him. She had this whole devout prayer, a vow, if you will, that her future son, which is Samuel, will live for God for like his entire life and like be a servant to God. 
I take it away with my notes. See? <clears throat> I'm sure you can connect, you know, this timing story to so almost any story in the Bible. <clears throat> but I loved that she had waited for a while. And I loved that I never said she had fear. I never said she was scared. She was like grieving. She was mourning that her womb was barren. But it never said that she had so much fear and was angry at God and felt like she was being punished. And she could have so easily been like, like, why not me? But instead she had this whole prayer and she just prayed for a son. She made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, this is verse 11, and if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, and then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Weeping bitterly. She's in deep anguish. Like, these emotions, like, are tense. So she is very confused, and she is questioning things weeping bitterly. Verse 27. Did I read that? Yeah. So I want to go back to that little social media tangent I had, where it's like, it's so easy to, especially when somebody has something that we want, or we've been praying together for the same thing, or whatever it is, it's so easy, especially on social media, to like wait in fear. And it brings up all those questions. When is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? Where? How? Why? Blah, blue, when? Um, I think you can have the different perspective and truly knowing and understanding who God is is going to help you walk in faith instead of fear in your waiting and whatever it is you're going through in comparison. I don't know. But you can be like, like I said, it happened for them, happened for me. God just blessed them. He's going to come over to me kind of thing. Um, it takes one negative thought to kind of shift your perspective. Um, I did some research, you know, smart. Um, you have 50,000 thoughts a day. And normally 70% to 80 are negative. So that means 20 to 30 are positive. So, I mean, shifting your perspective takes being self-aware. It takes being self-reflective. It takes maybe journaling if you're into that or meditating. Um, it takes energy and it takes work. And it takes reading the word and embracing who God is and knowing who God is and shifting from fear to faith in your waiting in whatever it is. I didn't really want this to be like a waiting talk, more of like, I kind of liked just, you know, getting rid of the fear. You have to know who God is. You have to trust in him. Big part of having trust and faith is knowing like who God is and well, you can read the whole Bible if you want to step into that. Um, if you want your mind to be different, you have to make the change. Um, don't use the excuse like the enemy, the enemy. If you're being distracted, if you're being like told lies and insults in your head, like pick up your Bible. Preaching to myself, honestly. No, I for real. Yeah. 
I'll take a Bible. Um, verse 20 to 21, it says, he blesses her with more kids. Samuel, once Samuel was weaned from breast milk, he was living in the sanctuary. Um, he was serving God, which is what her prayer was. And she followed through because she's a boss. May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home and the Lord was gracious to Hannah. And she gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. He will give you double your share of your portion of whatever you lost. He will double it. Um, verse 26, And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. So your prayers live a legacy. Do you pray in fear or do you pray in faith? Um, kind of hopped all over the place because of my notes. Should have just read the story, did the notes. Listen, we're work in process, work in progress. It's Friday, I'm tired, gotta go to church, you know. Um, I'm here just to share. I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not. I am what I say I am. Um, and I love the people that follow along with me. And um, I just hope you resonate. Um, and go read this story in First Samuel. Uh, maybe read the whole book. I'm like rereading the New Testament right now, but I like, you know, I might have to finish First Samuel first because I want to see how the story goes. Um, that is basically all I have to say. So do a little self-awareness check. Um, do some journaling. Just see where you are with your faith. I don't know whether it's your finances, your job, your children, your spouse, your relationship, your friends, your family, so many things. Um, but I went through, it was a long rift of doing things by myself and putting things in my own hands, which is as a believer, that's literally the opposite of what we should be doing, but I got into a habit of it. And um, honestly, my focus just came to be because some of the things I was watching and listening to, it just wasn't it. And then, I don't know, it just hit me. And I just, it's scary when you can like be doing everything you need to do, but like my focus wasn't there. I don't know if that makes sense. But um. I think staying in the word and just um, having a spiritual routine is key um, and being persistent. Even on the days you don't, you are like dead, exhausted and don't want to open up your Bible. I mean, <sighs> see, when I do those apps on my phone, like I just won't, sometimes I'm not in it and I'll just go to other things, especially when I'm in bed, I'm tired, I'm about to go to sleep, like working. I like a tangible book. And yeah, it's great to be back. I'm going to come back soon. We have um, this new branding going on. I just want to continue to hang out with moms and you guys that listen. And um, yeah, it's good to be back. I hope you feel like you have a little more oomph 
and fire under you to focus on God and have faith in whatever you're going through. And, um, you know, the whole timing of waiting something or the timing of like having fear for this. I love like you can have fear for like waiting for something that might happen. Like how silly is that? I mean, like we're human and that's how our brains work. Just focus on God so that you can have peace, comfort, joy, walk casually throughout your day and know who holds the worlds in their hands. So God's timing, if you're waiting, stick it out. He's faithful. Um, He's good. Yeah, I am going to pray before I leave. It's going to be quick because my timer little here is going to run out. Quick one today, but I'll be back soon. Check us out on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. I'll probably have a poll or some questions at the end of today's episode, what you want to hear next. I kind of have an idea, um, but I'll take some suggestions. Dear Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to just grow and learn more about you, Jesus. Lord, just help us to step out of our fear and walk in faith and be bold and just um, stay in touch with you and hold your hand and let you guide us, Lord. Help us to just be disciplined and have self-control in our routine and, and seeking you and being near to you and being close to you and just understanding the will that you want for our lives. Um, help us in the waiting just to be secure, help us to be noble, help us to not, you know, run away for you, but press in and just know that your timing is everything. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. We believe that. Um, we receive that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. See you next time. Mm-hmm.